What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Los Angeles Country Club. Now, for those of you that don't already know, Los Angeles Country Club is the host of this week's U.S. Open tournament, and it's one of the nicest golf clubs in the entire country. But Los Angeles Country Club also has this sort of secretive business behind it. So today, we'll run through all the details, including why the club doesn't allow celebrities and its 1,000-plus page rulebook, We'll also talk about the club's multi-year initiation process and their sky-high fees. But most importantly, I'll explain how two legal loopholes established more than 45 years ago helped the club save $80 million in annual taxes today. I think you guys are going to find this content fascinating, so let's get right into it. Okay, so the 123rd U.S. Open is in full swing this week in Southern California. The biggest purse in major championship golf history will be handed out, $20 million in total and $3.6 million to the winner. And it's the first U.S. Open in Los Angeles in 75 years. There are plenty of other storylines to follow, too. We have everything from the recently announced PGA Tour Live deal and Jay Monahan's health-related absence to Phil Mickelson's quest for the career Grand Slam and the ongoing battle between John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler for the world number one ranking. But the real story this week is the venue, Los Angeles Country Club. LACC is situated on 320 acres in the heart of Los Angeles, California. It's one of the world's most exclusive clubs with just 800 members and $250,000 initiation fees. And despite being valued at roughly $8 billion today, two laws implemented in California more than 45 years ago allow LACC to save $80 million on taxes annually. So here's everything you need to know about the money and business behind LACC. Now, Los Angeles Country Club is as famous as it is secretive. The Southern California-based Country Club opened its doors in Beverly Hills more than 100 years ago, and its expansive clubhouse, tennis court, and 36 holes of golf have only gotten better since. But don't expect to go online and find a bunch of pictures of the amenities at LACC. That's because the 800-member private club still mostly lives in the past, and currently employs some of the strictest rules that you'll find in any of the world's top country clubs. For example, all Los Angeles Country Club members and guests must wear tailored pants while on the golf course, no shorts at all, even when temperatures reach 105 degrees Fahrenheit during last year's heat wave. And the club's 1,000-plus page handbook has plenty of other rules too, like requiring a sport coat for all males above the age of 7 in the clubhouse after 6 p.m or strictly prohibiting any dissemination of photographs or videos identifying LACC on social media. Now, like there are a bunch of other rules too. There's things like no changing shoes in the parking lot, no clogs or flip-flops allowed on the premises, no headphones or earbuds, you can't wear athletic clothes, no apparel with slogans, you can't use cash on the property outside of paying other caddies. But perhaps the craziest rule of them all is that LACC members and visitors can only make phone calls from two places on the property. A, their parked car, or B, an enclosed phone booth in the locker room. All right, everyone, quick interruption from today's episode to talk about the sponsor of this podcast, ButcherBox. I've been ordering from ButcherBox for a few years now, and it's the single best solution I've found to save time while guaranteeing the quality of your food. Everyone probably knows what ButcherBox is, but they deliver 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, and wild-caught seafood directly to your doorstep. It's literally that easy and it tastes incredible. So ditch the butcher lines today and guarantee the freshness of your meat with ButcherBox. And here's the best part. If you sign up today, 
ButcherBox is offering all of my listeners two pounds of ground beef for free every time they order over the next year. Let me say that again. Two pounds of ground beef every time you order over the next year you get for free. So go to butcherbox.com slash Joe Pomp and use code Joe Pomp, all caps, Joe Pomp at checkout to get that discount today. Now, these strict rules and exclusivity don't just impact Los Angeles Country Club members either. They're directly impacting the players this week too. Take Rory McIlroy, for instance. He has played virtually every golf course you could imagine. And the 34-year-old says he hasn't paid for a round of golf since he was 16 years old when he spent 250 euros at Spain's Valdemara Golf Club in 2005. But this week, McElroy was left in the dark. He has never played LACC before, so he had to prepare like the rest of us by watching YouTube videos of the course online. In fact, outside of Max Homa, who played in the Pac-12 Championship at LACC, and Scotty Scheffler and Colin Morikawa, who played in the Walker Cup at LACC, many of the world's best players hadn't played a round at LACC before this week. And that's precisely how the club wants it to be. LACC is surrounded by some of the world's most expensive real estate. Lionel Richie has a 17,000 square foot home right off the fourth hole. The now former Playboy Mansion sits right off the 13th green. Celebrities like Sean Diddy Combs and Sean Parker, the founder of Napster, also live in the area. And the iconic 123-room Spelling Manor that runs up against the 14th hole is currently listed for sale at $155 million. But LACC doesn't care about these people. The club famously doesn't accept celebrity applications, even if they purchase a $100 million home nearby. And say you aren't a celebrity, but still want to join. It's not like the admissions process is much easier. LACC requires potential members to go through a multi-year process, including finding a sponsor, interviewing with membership committees, multiple letters of recommendation, and then they vet your personal professional, and social life. And even if you pass all of those tests and get offered membership at LACC, well, then your welcome present is a $250,000 initiation fee and another $25,000 in annual dues. But the craziest part about LACC isn't its Beverly Hills location, its incredibly detailed rulebook, or even its astronomical fees. No, the craziest part about the business behind LACC is a tax loophole that saves the club at least $80 million annually. So, as I mentioned before, Los Angeles Country Club sits on 320 acres of prime real estate. That's because the club is located smack dab in the middle of Beverly Hills, between the famous roads of Sunset Boulevard, Wilshire Boulevard, and Santa Monica Boulevard. And this land is reportedly worth more than $8 billion, making it the second most valuable piece of real estate not developed for housing behind Central Park in New York City. Now, an $8 billion assessed value would typically mean hundreds of millions of dollars in property taxes alone. But LACC got lucky with two laws that were passed in the 1960s and 1970s. First, California voters passed a ballot in 1960 that lowered the value at which officials were allowed to assess nonprofit golf courses. And yes, LACC is owned by its members and registered as a nonprofit, similar to other Los Angeles-based golf clubs like Bel Air Country Club, Brentwood Country Club, and Wiltshire Country Club. But then, in 1978, voters also passed Proposition 13. This new law rolled back the assessed land value to its 1975 level and more or less froze that value in time. So even if the market value of land triples in value, the property's assessed value can only grow by 2% a year 
or the rate of inflation, whichever is lower. Proposition 13 also capped property taxes at 1% of assessed value versus the previous average of 2.67%. So in simple terms, Los Angeles Country Club would be paying about $80 million, or 1%, in annual property taxes because its land is worth $8 billion plus. But because of these two laws enacted more than 45 years ago, LACC's land is currently assessed at just $22 million instead of $8 billion. And that means they only pay $220,000 in property taxes. Now, look, Proposition 13 wasn't put in place specifically for golf courses, of course. Its true purpose was to insulate homeowners who are older, retired, and or living on fixed income from payment shock when their property values increase dramatically in a short period of time. But given the financial advantage this has provided exclusive golf clubs over the years, it's no wonder why Los Angeles Country Club wants to keep things exactly as they are. But now that you've learned all the intimate details about one of the world's most exclusive golf clubs, it's time to learn about the numbers behind this year's U.S. Open. Let's start with event revenue. The U.S. Open typically generates about $165 million in revenue for the USGA. That accounts for 75% of the organization's total annual revenue. And the TV rights are fascinating too. Fox Sports previously owned the TV rights on a 12-year, $1.1 billion deal for all USGA events. But Fox backed out of the deal in 2020, and USGA transferred its media rights back to NBC Universal in 2021. And according to the Associated Press, NBC paid just under half of the rights fee for the rest of the contract. And Fox itself paid $323 million to USGA just to terminate the deal. Ticket prices, those are interesting too. The USGA limits ticket prices for this year's US Open due to capacity limitations established by LACC. Now, this is ultimately driving up secondary prices. But if you look at the primary market, general admissions tickets are costing about $125 for Monday up to $300 for Sunday, while luxury tickets for places like the Pacific Club, those are going for $1,500 plus depending on what day you want to go this week. And given that there's limited capacity at LACC, the expected attendance for this week at the 2023 U.S. Open is 154,000 spectators, or 22,000 spectators per day. For comparison, last year's U.S. Open in Brookline was estimated to draw 175,000 spectators, or 25,000 spectators per day. So just 3,000 more spectators per day last year at Brookline. And the USGA makes a lot of money on merchandise too. They'll do about 120,000 transactions this week alone, with about 100,000 hats being sold for anywhere between $25 to $65, resulting in an average of $4.5 million in sales. And while the food and drinks might be cheaper at the Masters, they're not that bad at the U.S. Open either. Beers will cost you around $9.50 to $12.50, depending on what you buy, and there are plenty of snacks like pretzels, popcorn, and churros for $7 each. But that's it for today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed learning about the money and business behind not only this year's U.S. Open, but also one of the world's most exclusive country clubs. I hope everyone has an amazing weekend and enjoys watching the tournament. We'll be back on Monday. 